I'm a decorated yeah, vet. I regulate a rep. Yeah. Never hesitated yet. I'm getting heavy weighted check. If you were dead ass, if I'm dedicated, yes, I spit live rounds at a penetrator vest. Boom. Absolutely oh, incredible. Man. You know. <laughs> There's not many people it. that can do black thought justice. No. no. Big hello and welcome along to this week's Straight Talking Mental Health. It is your weekly podcast where we just talk straight about mental health and look at it from a different perspective. My name is Peter Dunn and this lad is... AC in the place to be. Yeah, oh, you're gone all hip-hop on me, Jesus. Yeah, got my yeah, public yeah. enemy t-shirt on, man. I know, I know. Got my public enemy t-shirt on for Sam, man. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know, I've been thinking about running up to get my Gangstar t-shirt, but it's I thought you would have. I actually yeah, thought you were yeah. going to have it on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> AC in the place to be. And the reason Alan is wearing a public enemy t-shirt is because this week we're talking to New York rapper homeboy Sandman and you don't want to miss this because he has an incredible story and we want to dissect one of his tracks called Trauma which you you really just have to hear because I can't mm-hmm. I can't tell you anything about this track that will do it any justice. Um, Mr. Clark, last week we spoke to uh, Pamela about bipolar mm. disorder. I really enjoyed that episode. She spoke Good very crack. well. Yeah, <laughs> she's crack. a great laugh. And yeah. um, she was open. She was honest. She shed light on something that a lot of people suffer with. Yeah, bipolar. And then she talked, spoke in, in the original diagnosis of it. They didn't know if she had borderline or she didn't know if she had bipolar and just a comorbidity mm. between the two of those and we'll obviously be doing one on, on, on borderline at, at, at some point as well borderline personality disorder mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah. Unfor- we had a few audio difficulties which, which made it difficult which is unfortunate uh, would have liked to have given it um, a bit, bit more time but yeah it was good I, I mm. enjoyed the, I enjoyed it yeah and, and, but, and between us I didn't get to listen back to it yet <laughs> I've been that fucking busy <laughs> Here, Alan, here's the podcast. Have a listen to to that uh, before yeah. we put it out. No, like, I, I, had, I, had to, I had to. No, I had to listen. I had to listen through for the for the description. But you know yourself, you could listen to it a couple of times because you're looking for something different each time. Yeah, yeah. But but to listen to enjoy it, I, I haven't had to. Ah, I know what you to. mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, funny enough, I listened back to one of our episodes on uh, on meditation. And uh, I meditated to it. Right. Yeah, I uh, I kind of was kicking myself a little bit for not meditating because I said, right, this is what I'm going to do and I'm going to keep this going. And, you know, Alan did a great job here and I'm going to keep it going. And I never did. So I decided <laughs> I'm going to sit down. I'm going to meditate to this. So I think it was, it was part three, Path of the Warrior, I think. Uh, mm. That was on mindfulness. So if anybody mm. wants to have a listen back, we do a, a mindfulness series where you can just meditate along with us. And uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, one one thing I notice is that on Spotify, if you listen to podcasts, you can speed up or slow down podcasts on Spotify. So for the crack, I sped you up. And <laughs> yeah. I'd say that's what most people fucking do in this. <laughs> Fast forward past his shit. <laughs> Dude, you sound like a priest giving a sermon. It was hilarious. You know? Oh, really? <laughs> when you speed in, it up like by mode. two, it's like, uh, <laughs> now just pay attention to your knees. And then from your knees, working your way up to your hips. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. It was good. Your delivery was very priest. I, like, I don't listen to this motherfucker. I got to listen to him every fucking week. Like, <laughs> I'm having my head here now as well. I'm trying to chill out, not get wound up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, speaking of your head, how is your mental health this week? It's all right, man. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, my head's all right. A lot of people's heads isn't all right. Uh, very common this week. A lot of people feeling feeling locked down this time. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people acknowledging that. Now, it was grand for the other ones, but it's fucking getting in on top of me now. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's starting, it's starting to affect me now. You know, hope has gone out the window now. Yeah. And a lot of people pissed off. A lot of people pissed off because, you know, we were told back in March... Two weeks will flatten the curve, and you know here we are, nearly a year later, and mm-hmm. um, and you know the people that have been adhering to all the restrictions and very pissed off. Very yeah. Pissed off. Um, and do you know what is very annoying is when you hear, you know, members of the government coming out saying, "Oh no, it'll be, well, it could be the end of February," and then some mm. saying, "Oh, it could be up to May." Oh well, it could be the end of September. Mm. Come on, like come on, you know. Give us a bit of guidance here. Yeah. You know, no, it could be, or whatever. I know, look, you have to play it by ear to a certain mm. extent, but Jesus, like, give us give us a bit of hope mm. here. And the rumours that it's going to be announced next week, how long it's going to be extended. Mm-hmm. I heard that. Heard that oh, yeah, week. yeah, yeah, yeah. Next um, week, it's just a matter of how long will it be extended by. So. Yeah. I've been saying to people, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, it's the end of January. I'm like, nah, we're not coming out. We're not coming out with this at the end of January. Mm-hmm. So for, for anybody outside Ireland, we're currently in lockdown, which means we can only leave our house to exercise for five kilometres or uh, go to the shops for essential goods. And, mm. you know, you can't have anybody in your house and you can't go visit anybody. And if you have to work from home, you work from home. And mm. um, if you're essential and you have to leave the house to go to work, then that's OK. Yeah. But there is a lot of, you know, guardy or police uh, checkpoints. Mm-hmm watching where you're going and all that. Have and you been stopped by any of them? Or no, I've, I've been stopped a few times. Uh, I used to, the main one I would have been stopped on would have been the main one in the N7 up to Dublin. Mm. But I'd be I'd be only be going to pick up James. Um, mm. And that'd be it. Where are you going? Just going to collect my son. Where are you going? Just dropping back my son. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 Never that, an that, issue, though. Yeah. No, no, no. no Never no, an no, issue. No, 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 me either. Anytime I've been stopped has been work-related. So I'm just going yeah. to work here or I'm just coming home from work. And in fairness, the guards have been sound. Yeah, no yeah. problem. You know, there's never. Yeah, any so you're fined. You're fined here 100 euros uh, if you're if you're traveling for non-essential reasons, mm. or if you're a shit liar. You know? Yeah, <laughs> just here going to the shop. Like, come on, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> everyone, everyone, fucking stupid enough to travel up to the Wicklow Mountains to uh, to go for a hike. And getting turned back and getting fined, like you. I'm wondering what why. Were you yeah. thinking, like, yeah. <laughs> if there's one place they're going to be, it's going to be at those at mm. those spots, like. Fuck. Oh, come here. How's your dad, by the way? Doesn't have doesn't have the Rona anymore. Didn't have it apparently. What do you mean didn't have it? Yeah, I thought he was ninety nine percent. Yeah, that was it. Ninety nine percent certain. Jesus. Went for the test, didn't have it. So so they're kind of, uh, like well, kind of back to square one now. So what was well, it? Was it just it like a, to be a flu or? Well, that's what I said. So I, 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 text, I was texting Anne, I was texting the partner. I said, well, is it just a normal flu? She go, well, he had, he had his flu shot. Um, so I don't know. Maybe mm. just a dose, maybe just a virus, something else just caught something. But has has been on demand uh, to, yeah. the, to the best of my knowledge. Yeah. yeah. Jesus, that's scary. So to be told then, yeah. no, sorry, we were, we were 99% positive, but that yeah, 1% yeah. just kicked our ass. Yeah. Fucking hell. It makes you wonder what that fucking germ that uh, Death Hall doesn't kill. <laughs> yeah, 99.9. What's that yeah. motherfucker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kills 99.9% of all fucking bacteria. But it's in the gas, though. You do worry about the point one. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah, what's if that fucker happen? gets his hands on you. Yeah. <laughs> that's obviously the COVID. <laughs> that's their own. <laughs> um, oh, come here. Before we go any further, um, mm. I forgot to mention it last week. Uh, so I'll have to mention it this week. Uh, big shout out and props to uh, to Cal, who we've spoken to before on mm. uh, the podcast about uh, mental health and music. Uh, Cal, fair play to you. Thank you very much. On the 13th of January, I received a Christmas card from you. So thank you very much. That's uh, fantastic. Ah, lovely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was, I was laughing to myself. I got a cousin working from home. I got a letter from work. So he, he probably sent it in December, like mm. usual people. But... Mm. Um, it only got to me at home on the, the 13th of January. And I was thinking to myself, how do you make an impact and stand out from the crowd? Send a Christmas card in January. <laughs> Seriously, like, you know, you know, when you're flicking through the, Christmas cards, you're looking at bundle. A, a, a I tell you, it's a good, it's a good idea. It's a good idea, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it stands out. Good move, Carl. Yeah. There you go. I didn't get a Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> he likes me more than he likes you. Simple yeah, as I'm only I'm, down the fucking road from I'm you, Carl. <laughs> you could have dropped it down. <laughs> could have popped it into the office, man. <laughs> oh dear, I'll, I'll I'll send you it. If you oh, no, we, sorry. we can share no, custody no, of the uh, no, Christmas no, card, no, you know. No. Oh yeah. yeah. It'll be like if we win an Emmy or something, like who who gets to keep the who gets to keep the award. <laughs> mm, split it in half it's fair uh, you've, you've got your PPI awards haven't yeah. you I've uh, <laughs> two of them well work have them I'm not allowed to have them so um, oh really yeah yeah work have them hanging up so that's it uh, uh, oh well I'll nick them someday don't worry yeah, it's, like, um, <laughs> it's like in Formula 1 some of the teams the drivers have to pay for uh, the have to pay for a replica of the trophy <laughs> team team keeps the original and, and I think some of the drivers what was that a tin of what oh uh, <laughs> there you go ah right <laughs> the skinny uh, cans from last yeah, week skinny yeah skinny fucking cans yeah. <laughs> got a takeaway with James earlier so that's why that's there yeah nice one yeah so some of the drivers in Formula 1 have to buy a replica of the uh, or they get they get a replica they don't they don't get to keep the <laughs> the winning trophy oh of course yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so <laughs> did they even give you a replica <laughs> nope no oh, man no I got a thumbs up that was it do, do you know what actually pissed me off a lot of the uh, some of the awards is this a royal is it no, no, it's just as you talk about awards, some ah. of the awards that won for acting were uh, like perpetual trophies and stuff ah, like that. you have to give them back, so... So you give them back, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. like, I've not, like, I've got a, I got a press there full of acting awards. I was like, there were even more of them there now, if I got to keep some of them. You should have bought a replica, dude. Simple as. No, so, some of them were fucking rotten. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad to get them out of the house. After. You got to hold on to them for a year, and then, then your name gets engraved on them. And there was some of them, I was like, oh man, I can't wait to get that ice around my house. <laughs> like, it looks like a big trophy that you win for a game match. Like, <laughs> Oh, lovely. I love them. Jesus, yeah. I love them. Not, not, on top, not, not on your shelf, you don't. <laughs> I would so make some, some of them. Grand. I was glad. Some of them. I was glad to give back. But some of them. I was like, ah, I've nothing to, nothing to mark that. No? Um, I got my Tesco voucher. By the way, how much? Fifteen euro. Fifteen euro. <laughs> well, not bad for a fair pack play, of, Tesco. Um, fair uh, play. Uh, I thought you get fiver now. That's what I thought you get. Yeah. No, no, fair play to them now. Fair and it's, it's a Tesco them, money card, so we're trying to figure out, can you now buy alcohol on a money card? Or <laughs> <laughs> with the new rules that have come in where you can't buy uh, oh, or get right, discount yeah, with, uh, yeah. on alcohol with vouchers and stuff. Thinking, Is a voucher a money card? Is like a temporary, like, like a credit card? I don't know. I don't want to yeah. try because, you know, I'll be kind of uh, self-conscious going up to the counter with drink. And then <laughs> um, somebody saying, I can't accept this. Like, oh, <laughs> Do you ever get self-conscious with things in your trolley? Mm. I do. 
just let you think about it there. Yeah, I probably, I probably would. The reason I do is if I'm if I'm saying like <laughs> if uh, let's say when uh, when the kids were babies and you should go nip out and mm. uh, buy formula or not even buy formula, but I like to have a few drinks of a, a Friday or a Saturday night and I'll say it right. Kids are in bed and pop out to the <laughs> shop. I'll grab a few drinks. Oh, we need um, uh, uh, Actimel while you're there. Actimel, you know the baby formula <laughs> yeah. while you're there. Said yeah, yeah, Grant, and then you're rocking up with like a eight pack of Heineken, a bottle of wine. And baby food, you know. <laughs> People must be just looking at you going, oh, Jesus, that poor child. My God. <laughs> I, t- I tell you how, how useless I am with drink. I was down in, uh, I was down in Aldi one day. I was in, I was in one Sunday morning or something. I was just buying a few bits and I was, I was in the queue that stretched down the, the alcohol aisle. Mm-hmm. And I was just there and I seen, uh, it was like a four pack of uh, gin and tonic cans. Um, oh, yeah. And they're nice on a, on a, summer day like I was like oh I must get them I get up to the counter and he's like oh can't buy them I was like huh he's like oh you, it's too early in the morning oh, yeah. I was like oh my god I must look like a fucking alcoholic oh, here now oh, oh, <laughs> desperate to get the fucking cans at half ten on the Sunday morning yeah. look at your man um, he must have a problem I know Clark, fella, is it? I was yeah. like no I'm, I'm just so oblivious I'm just so stupid <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jesus look at that half ten in the morning and he's trying to get the drink into him already no it's <laughs> it'd be worse if you were that person like you obviously don't know but if you were that person at one minute past twelve that'd be worse you know yeah, yeah, couldn't yeah. wait for the shops to open so you can get drink <laughs> <laughs> Jesus I remember I seen one lad and like oh man he was walking and bag was nearly ripped with the amount of cans he had in it he had cans under another arm cans under another arm was that was like, me actually I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh I've seen the, actually I've seen the baby forming in the yeah. back of the bag <laughs> and the baby on me back <laughs> yeah <laughs> baby strapped to your chest <laughs> with a can <laughs> holding up and propping up his head <laughs> no 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 baby under the arm cans in the baby sling <laughs> <laughs> priorities oh yeah <laughs> he'd be grand we've got another one at home anyway <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I uh, actually, do you know, funny enough, um, you know, we were talking a, a little bit about acting, uh, mm. and you mentioned it there. And at the moment, I'm reading uh, uh, David Jason's second book, uh, yeah. The Life Lessons I've Learned. David Jason, for anybody who doesn't know, played uh, one of the greatest TV characters and one of the greatest TV shows of all time, in my opinion, called Only Fools and Horses. And uh, he played Del Boy, the wheeler dealer. But um, I'm always amazed by him as an actor, you know, just watching his body movement and the things he does kind of when he's not front of camera, he might be mm, in the background mm, or whatever, just mm. incredible. But he was talking about a part uh, of his life where he was involved in a lot of theatre work. And he was trying to convince the taxi driver who was dropping him off to one of the theatres to do one of the uh, performances to come see the play. And the taxi driver was like, oh, no, 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 that wouldn't be, no, that wouldn't be my kind of people in there. You know, I couldn't be seen in there. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he was saying, well, you know, I'll get you free tickets. And the taxi driver was saying, oh, it sounds like a great show. It sounds really funny, but no, 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 my sort don't go to theatre. You know, <laughs> and, the, you know, as we spoke mm-hmm. about before, mm-hmm. you know, people kind of putting themselves in, in bubbles and saying, oh, you know, couldn't be doing that now because that's not us. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. denying themselves things because... Uh, that's not us. Yeah. And uh, I just told you when I uh, when I read it because you know you were talking about this before. It's, it's the mentality and the cycle that people are stuck in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is. I mean, especially the theatre uh, is is especially you know seen as a kind of middle class or upper is class. Is it still? 
endeavor. Yeah, I, I, I think I think it is, and you know, in certain circles, mm. um, and the reality of it is, it is. <laughs> you know, you, you know, you go you go to see a play. If you're up at the Gay Theatre, you're up at the Abbey. That's 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 pretty much the audience, mm. and a lot of a lot of people in the acting, and there is a lot of the lovies, you know, in, in, involved in it. Yeah, um, in 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 the acting in in the scene. Like, there's still a snobbery um, there, is there? Oh yeah, oh hundred okay. percent. Like you know, and, and I've always had like it is a very acting as a pursuit is a very upper class or, or middle class pursuit because much of the time you're unemployed. <laughs> mm. You know, yeah, and, true. You, you know, daddy, daddy paying for you know a flat up in Dublin. You know where you're in the scene and you can get yeah. to an audition in half an hour and stuff like that, or you're you know you're paying for acting classes. Or, Anything like that. Now I'm not saying, you know, yeah, yeah. Is, but but there is a lot to that generality of it, and 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 that cliche around it. Interesting, um, yeah. Because he spoke yeah. about um, a company, a fellow actor set up that basically you ring him. Now this is like uh, in the sixties, but mm. you ring this guy when you're not working, when you're not performing, when you're not touring mm. or mm. whatever, and you say any jobs, and he'll say, right, well, look, I need somewhere that has to be painted. Can you paint? Yeah, of yeah, course yeah, I can yeah, paint. Yeah, can you yeah. repair? Yeah, of course uh, I can repair. Can you cut grass? Mm, of course mm, I can. Mm, and you have these mm. actors out, you know, doing these very kind of simple tasks, I suppose, yeah, yeah. Um, in between jobs. Because that, that's the reality. I mean, you, you mm. see people that are, you know, that might be on Fair City or something like that, and everyone think, oh, just they're on mad money. Like, no, they're no, not no. on mad money at no. all. And then when they're not on that, in all likelihood, they're on the dole. Yeah, they're not getting paid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah. you know, and, and that goes with it then, because now you're known to the public. And it's like, oh, look at fucking such and such signing on here. He's he's up collecting. He's up collecting his doll here. Yeah, yeah. And of you course, uh, the media get hold of it as like uh, acting flop. Yeah. Collects yeah. doll. Oh, you know what I mean? There was one there recently. It was... Um, it was your one from EastEnders, who's a security No, 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 big, bigger than that. Uh, the guy who used to be on the Cosby show. Oh, that's he, right. He was yeah. uh, the boyfriend and then the husband of... Um, was it Lisa Bonet's character? And he was working in Target or somewhere like That's that. That's right, and yeah, And yeah. this thing blew up of, oh, how the mighty have fallen. I of think things. a lot of people gave him a lot of support. Yeah, saying, yeah. You know, much respect, much power to him for going out yeah. and, and earn a living, you know. Had to, yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, any smiles and riles? I have. I have me smiles and riles. So smiles and riles is where we discuss things that make us happy and things that... Just pisses off, basically. Get it up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now yeah. you have it. Um, <laughs> Alan has his list. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Me, <laughs> me smile. It's 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 sort of a mix. It's a mixed bag, um, because I watched Soul. Have you seen that movie? Um, I seen it advertised. Looks great. Oh man. Oh fuck me. I, I was watching that here on uh, Sunday. James was here. I actually had him for for three nights. Mm. It's only our second time ever to have that much time together. And he says, oh, I watched that one with my mommy. And I was kind of like, well, I want to watch it. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've seen the same fucking episodes of Teen Titans and you watch that. So yeah. we, me, we, me and you will watch it together. Yeah. <laughs> it's, Our it's kids wouldn't give a damn. After a yeah, movie, they watch like, the same yeah, thing like, again. Yeah. yeah, exactly. How many times have we seen <laughs> such and such? Um, so put on Soul anyway. For anyone who doesn't know, it's a Pixar movie. Jamie Foxx is the voice. Um, and he's like, oh, I watched this with my mommy. And then he, he, you know, he was getting more into me. He's like, oh, I didn't see this bit. And I was like, you know, man, uh, it's all about existentialism and finding your purpose and finding your meaning and stuff like that. And I was like, you know, mammy, you wouldn't watch this. And he's like, oh, no, I'm actually, mammy turned it off. I was like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that. All right. <laughs> so it's all, you know, this uh, Jamie Foxx, he's a, 
high school musical teacher, but he, he wants to be a jazz musician. Mm. Um, and then I won't spoil anything, but the whole part, the whole theme of the movie is finding your purpose and, and, and finding meaning in life and stuff like that. And I was watching and it's lovely and there's some lovely moments in it. And I was getting a bit emotional. Like I was watching. Mm. I was like, Whoa. Mm-hmm. I hear you. <laughs> I, I, I can feel it coming up here now. Um, so I was a bit, uh, I was, I was a bit, uh, I was a bit sensitive a- after the film. Yeah. And um, so I said to James, I says, uh, so he said, you know, what makes you happy and all that? And I said, what makes you happy? And he says, you. Oh, man. I was like, oh, fuck, man. Oh, the eyes. Tipped I could over the, the edge. Eye. I could feel the eyes welling up, right? And oh, I was like, oh, lovely. hold it together. I'm holding it together here now. I said that. <laughs> and, um, and then he puts his arms around me and he says, I'll never stop loving you. Oh. And that was it. I started, I started crying and he was hugging into me and he goes, I'm here now. And I was like, oh, you're fucking killing me here, kid. <laughs> you're fucking killing me. I was sobbing and I was crying and he was snuggling into me and it was, but it was just this lovely moment. It was just, mm. you know, you don't get many moments like that. In life. No, you're right, you don't. But, yeah, but yeah. he just, <laughs> yeah. he knew everything to say to me. That Brilliant. He just sent me over the edge. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that was a, that was a big, that was a big, a big smile for me. A big, big emotional yeah. moment. He didn't. He didn't take her wallet while he was at it. Or anything. <laughs> <laughs> is that your oh, royal? Is took it? Anything. <laughs> he could have took anything. He, de- he definitely took my heart anyway. But uh, so that was that was my big smile, a big emotional moment. Another smile. Then um, listen to Tommy Tiernan on podcast there recently. Mm. I heard for a bit anyone, of them. Yeah. Yeah. For any for anyone who doesn't know Tommy Tiernan, probably I would say probably the greatest Irish. I, mean, I would say he is the greatest Irish comedian in my opinion. And he walks that line between genius and insanity. And he dips a toe either side every so often. Um, mm. But I've seen him live you know, four or five times, I think. And he's probably one of the only comedians that I've had pain in my stomach laughing. Mm. But he, he, was, he was on the podcast. Uh, he was on the two Johnnies. Two Johnnies were like, oh, we'd go to an old pub there and we'd find this out lad and we'd, we'd get a few stories and we'd get a... Uh, you know, we get a bit out of him, you know, and we might we might build a character out of him. And, and Tommy Tiernan was saying, oh, he says, it could take me now five or six years, maybe more to to get a piece around something like that. Wow. We need to, I, I, yeah. But the way he tells it and, and, and the genius of his comedy, I've gone, no, no, I have to sit with that now. I have to, you know, kind of play with that in my own head there for a few years. Wait until I'm, wait until I'm removed from it. Mm. And... Then, then I might find the nuances of it and find the uh, find the comedy in it or find the angle in on it. Mm. But it's just you know, I was like, that's it, like that's the difference. You, you know, all respect to two boys, you know, they're more, probably doing a bit of mimicry and stuff like that. And then there's Tommy Tiernan, and he's just like, no, no, I'd be years sitting. Wow, yeah, sitting with that to to get it, to find a story in it, and. It was, but it was lovely. It was just, it was like, I, mm. I you know me, like my favorite thing is comedians and cars getting coffee. Mm. Any comedian talking about comedy, and it's like, oh, I'm sold. <laughs> I'm yeah, here. yeah. Um, so yeah, so I had a, bit, I had a big smile on that. Uh, are we going smiles and riles? Are we going smile, smile, rile, rile? Or um, I don't know. Go, go for your rile there. Me rile. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always the least likely person to get riled about these particular things because my rile before was World Mental Health Day, mm. and my rile this week is Pieta House. Did you see this? No, no. So Pieta House is your um, it's a anti suicide uh, program, charity. isn't it, or charity? Yeah, charity. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, 
and um, so there was an article recently there a furious top three bosses at struggling charity Pieta earn almost 300,000 between them while finances hang by a thread wow so a lot of therapists being cut uh, a lot of you know saying oh we'll have to close down services but the people at the top they're not getting the pay cut um, and you know in the article it says that um, so it was some Sinn Féin TD Mark Ward uh, had raised this um, and he said psychotherapists work full time providing essential treatment to people in crisis and Pieta House pretty much specifically deals with crisis so these are people suicidal and actively mm. self-harming uh, and some of these therapists paid as little as 25,000 per annum yet the CEO has paid a huge salary um, CEO uh, costs Pieta 146,400 with travel expenses of 10 grand and pension benefits of almost 17 grand Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't think people in charities you shouldn't be paid that money. You shouldn't be paid that much. If you can prove you're doing a great job, if it's performance related and you can say, right, well look, we've done this, 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 we've this many members, we're helping this amount of people mm-hmm. and you can justify it to a certain extent, but it was hundred and forty six thousand. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of money. While while they're letting people go and you know, people are literally, mm. people could be literally dying yeah, because they, yeah, can't yeah. The, they can't get into the service. Mm. And then this charity is also subsidised by the state. Mm. So. That's pissed you mm. off. Yeah, it has pissed me off, yeah. Mm. Because it's it's the it's the therapists that are on the front line. It's the, it's the, it's the service users that are, that are suffering. Whereas people at the top, mm-hmm. they're not affected by it. And, you know, I've had clients that have, you know, had associations with charity as well, charis- other charities and stuff like And, you know, you hear the story. Some people some people are in the business of charity. Looks good on the CV or, you know, it's self-serving and, and they'll be on the board of this and the board of that. And, of course, that comes with perks and that comes with, you know, it's stuff like that sticks <laughs> sticks mm. them across. Mm. Yeah. Any other royals? So that's me. No, that's, no I'm going to stick at that one. Watch your smiles and royals. What's been going on with you? Let's give you a royal. Fucking jury duty. You get caught for jury duty? Yeah, yeah I got caught for jury duty. <laughs> uh, did you go? Did you get called? Or you uh, uh, yeah, well, not for a while. But, um, mm. uh, yeah. like <laughs> I got to summons. In the, the first thing I seen was jury, was summons. Like, ah, balls, what did I do mm. now? No. But... Uh, <laughs> It's it's gas, you know, there there's a form on it or a sheet that says, you know, the very top is like fill out your name, address, blah blah blah. And the rest of it's consumed by why you can't go, why you don't believe you're able to go, why blah blah and the rest mm. is just there to try and make up an excuse as to why you can't go. <laughs> so that's exactly what <laughs> Pick I'm going one to of do. these. Um, yeah. But like ah look, it wouldn't bother me as much if it was something like um uh show up for the day and then do what you have to do and then go home. Mm. But this is mm. the thing where you could be you know, you could be selected, you might be selected, you might be sent home straight away, you could be told, well come back mm-hmm. to us later on. You could be told come back to us in two bloody weeks. You know? Mm. Yeah, it just uh, completely drained me looking at the letter. But, uh, you know, they should call it something better, like, I don't know, Justice Squad or something, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And give you a cape on the way in and a mask or something, you know what I mean? Sorry, I got called up for the Justice Squad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just shine a big light into the sky and you go, that's for me. By day, ordinary radio host and producer. (laughs) But then he got his calling. 
Peter Dunn joins the Justice Squad. I send him down. He's fucking guilty. He's guilty. They're gonna fucking heading him. He's guilty. We haven't even started yet, Mister Dunn. I don't care, George. I'm telling you now. Look at the fucking heading him. That's the reception. Spot her all. All right. Sorry, no. Sorry, Johnny. Hey. I wonder, could you just write on the form on the way in? You know that I'm racist. I'm a bigot. There's an episode. No way. Enthusiasm, and he does that. He goes, any any reason? I, I think it's something like any reason. You know, you you think he couldn't be, ah, you know. But he starts going into all this thing of trying to get dismissed yeah. by by being racist and stuff like this. Like, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, that's my royals. Uh, so you know, put it out there. Tell the world anyway, Peter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the judge is listening and he fucking goes, ah, you thought you were getting over, did you, me bucko? <laughs> Sit your fucking ass down there. Next podcast. No podcast for you for a few weeks. Straight talking mental health from jail. Yeah. <laughs> Ching. <laughs> or or live from dun, court. Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> now it'd be cool like if it was just like Judge Judy where you could rock in and you go, ha, you did it. You did it. Don't say you didn't do it because you did it. <laughs> That'll be deadly. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's that's pissed me off. Um Smiles. Uh new president, obviously, in the US and mm-hmm. uh, not something that really kind of bothers me too much but something resonated with me uh that you said um when biden won the election a couple of months ago mm-hmm. and you said you know there is there's some sometimes good wins you yeah, know sometimes yeah. there is good in the world and good prevails and that really struck me uh looking at the the inauguration mm. and uh just well, that uh, was know, when i was going against trump i've gone why why i was so anti-trump that Mm. I have to believe that in the end, good wins out. Like exactly, you just have to hold on to that hope that. But just evil that, and bull- bullying can't prevail. Exactly, and just that that good feeling. And I want to ask um, Homeboy Sandman about it uh, when we chat to him later on. But you know, it's just that air of positivity, <laughs> you know, around mm. that. Mm. You know, Biden, what he says is it's positive. It's hitting the right notes. It's not like. Trump was saying you're going Jesus are you serious like mm-hmm. you know funny enough actually I was watching a thing there where um, Bill Clinton uh, George W. Bush and Barack Obama were standing and they were it was like a three minute video they were standing beside each other two meters apart and they were talking about uh, Joe Biden and what they'll offer him and you know the best for the country and everything but mm. the great thing was they were all saying you know we're here for you if you want us talk to us blah 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 you've obviously a Republican there and you two Democrats Mm-hmm. And um, I just couldn't help but notice that everything they were saying was a dig at Trump. <laughs> uh, people who divide worlds and people who cause riots and uproar and, you know, use the mm-hmm. power to have. And um, it was just, it was, it was always a dig at Trump. But one thing that hit me was, do you remember when George W. Bush was president and he looked mm. evil as sin? <laughs> now he looks like a teddy bear compared to I was to only Trump. thinking, you know, I was like, you geez, know. remember when we thought fucking Bush was exactly. bad? <laughs> this lot of sound. Look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but even, you know, he's obviously Republican background. He can come together and mm. go, look, I'm here for you for the better of this country. And you have yeah. the other gobshite still won't uh, acknowledge the uh, the he new he wouldn't uh, go wouldn't he now he, he said he no, wasn't he going won't. to the no, no. Uh, like a big petulant, petulant child. child you know that's all that is oh, ridiculous yeah. but anyway um, sorry that was a smile as opposed to a right but um, mm. uh, you were talking about soul 
and mm. uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a movie at the weekend that kind of hit me in the feels as well. It's very funny. Uh, Instant Family. Did you watch it? It's on Netflix. No. Um, Mark Wahlberg. Mark, Marky Mark, Marky Mark, Mark is, in it, yeah. is in it. And, um, and the Funky Bunch. The character he plays himself and uh, the wife uh, decide to foster kids. And it's very funny. Mm. You know, it's, it's very witty. Uh, humor and um, obviously if you have kids you'll get a lot of it but um, uh, it's all it's all about the fostering process and the kids that are, are in there and the reasons they're in there and that mm-hmm. and we spoke about it before about you know seeing things in popular culture are completely different than you have before or that mm-hmm. you, you normally would and like you know it's just neglect obviously of the kids that they've eventually fostered and uh, you see the kids in action and you see the eldest the three kids not going to spoil it on anybody by the way I'm not going to mm. do what I did last week but uh, <laughs> it's creep yeah. quantum leap added to the list <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know you've, got mad, the, you've seen fuck all and then what you do see you spoil it for everyone else <laughs> that's my yeah yeah that, that's what I do <laughs> but uh, you know you've the eldest the eldest daughter like uh, 15 and she's the mammy she's been looking after the younger kids you know she's uh, as you said before mm-hmm. what was it uh, a void parentified child and yeah when somebody jumps out somebody will jump into that role you know yeah yeah, yeah. and um, you know she's minding the younger kids and then you've the, the, the middle child who you know every time if he knocks something over spilt milk he was always I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm really sorry I'm sorry mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. you know I, I just sat there saying to Laura that poor guy must have been battered you know, yeah, 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 and um, you know it, it was brilliant. But it is a real, it's a real catch in the fields. I mean, I had a lump in yeah, my throat you. so big I felt it in my right ear. <laughs> okay, I kid you not. <laughs> and it was just, it was, it's lovely. If anybody gets two hours anytime to, to sit down and watch that, it's, it's, it's a, it's a brilliant watch. But um, definitely, you know, that's one of my one of my smiles for this week. Anyways, now joining us on the podcast, we are absolutely honoured to be joined with rapper Homeboy Sandman. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, Peter. How about you? Oh, I'm all good. I'm all good. Thanks very much for joining us. Uh, it's an absolute pleasure to have you here. Well, and um, here. thanking you. And uh, t- actually, first things first, what's the mood like in New York now that Trump is gone? Uh, my mood is great. My mood is great last <laughs> week and hopefully be good ne- great next week. So um, I don't, <laughs> whatever, I don't whatever. Whatever about the city, you're good. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's, you know, I, I uh, like I said, I don't watch a lot of TV, so. Everybody, everybody, I didn't, I don't keep up with that that much. Yeah. What's the situation like for gigs at the moment? Because in Ireland, there's a complete ban on live music. Are you still allowed to perform? Um, well, the venues are closed. You know, uh, touring has, 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 uh, I haven't done any touring. Um, I did. I did some performance one time when there was an opportunity to. Um, that was a lot of fun, you know. Maybe mm. it, it was funny because I was I was you know in an atmosphere with a bunch of people and I got handed a mic and you know it was crazy because you know at one point you know a couple of years ago if I was in this atmosphere and got handed the mic I would have been like yo I'm not here to rap I don't got I'm not some mm. rapping yeah, monkey yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean it just raps all day I realized I was just taking it for granted you know what I'm saying and like and I love so much you know, rapping and having fun. It was so much fun. Mm. And I, I kind of realized I became disconnected from the source a little bit, I guess, over the time of just, you know, it becoming my career and, and something that I mm. associated with, you know, getting paid all the time. Um, mm. It was kind of embarrassing afterwards to realize it. And, I, I you know, I made, the, I made the decision then to not take rapping for granted any, anymore. You know what I mean? So mm. there hasn't been much, there hasn't been much performing because venue's been closed and, you know, a lot of people are just generally nervous about, you know, 
being around other people. So, yeah. um, but, uh, was it, was it the music was beginning to feel like work angel, was it? No, the music never felt like work at all. I love ramen. I was just, you mm. know, like just, 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 I think I started to develop a little, you know, unsavory ego about it. You know what I mean? Like I don't rap for free. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't rap yeah, for yeah. people enjoyment. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 same, you know, like, same with me. People coming up telling me all their problems. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my number. Book an appointment. <laughs> you got to help them, man. You got to help them. You got to do You got to help them, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You got to help everybody till you fall out from exhaustion, baby. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah. And does it, does that give you a chance now to maybe just sit down and go, right, well, what do I want to do? Is, is there a, a different direction I want to go with music? Or uh, I could sit down now with a pen and a pad and listen to a few beats and we have uh, coronavirus nearly a year think about the amount of albums we could pump out in a year of no gigging <laughs> well you know i'm i'm um you know glory be to god i'm 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 generally pretty um pretty creative um the way i've been living has been unconventional for some time so waking up seeing what beats i got and what i'm gonna write that day is is uh you know has been part for the course of me for a while mm-hmm. um so you know i am real grateful for the for the amount of you know, creativity that I've, you know, that there's definitely been, less, you know, there's less to do, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, so, um, but you know, at the same time, I started doing puzzles and all that, you know what I mean? Puzzles mm-hmm. is cool. I never did puzzles before, but I write while I do puzzles too. That's, that's one of the cool things about wow. it. Kind of, yeah. kind of have an instrument alone while I do a puzzle, but you know. You just got um, the beats playing, making a puzzle and just stuff coming into your head? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty cool, man. You know, I walk mm. a lot, you know what I mean? I've been walking, you know, I walk, I live in Brooklyn. I walk to Queens. I walk to, I walk all over the city. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like hours, you know, the other yeah. day I walked to Flushing. My girl lives in Flushing. I walked to Flushing. It's five hours away. But wow. things that I could, things that five I could, hour things walk. that I could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. But the thing is, it's just like, as if I'm, you know, like, like I said, you know, God is great. And just, it's something that I could do while, while, mm. while I'm walking. So mm. if I want to mm. be sitting down writing for five hours, might as well be in some exercise too. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I don't want to go to the gym with a, with a mask. I don't want to be work, working out with a mask, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. And do you find that um, you have to be in a zone to write or like that? Could you be in the queue for the bank? Could you be in the park? Could you be sitting down drinking a cup of coffee and something comes to mind? Or do you have to kind of go somewhere to be by yourself or quiet? Well, you know, I I guess it's a matter of perspective because, um, you know, I do have to be in the zone. Mm. So that's why I look to stay in the zone, whether I'm at the bank or, you know, doing something else. You know Mm. what I mean? The, the The zone doesn't have to do with, you know, the bank or the or, you know, going grocery shopping or whatever, you know. Um, you know, the, the zone for me is just, uh, you know, being in touch with myself, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, being in touch with, you know, intuition and what's inside of me, you know, being in touch with God, that's that's the zone I look to stay in. That's, 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 that's why I'm most creative, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're two retired rappers. Um, yeah, you we, guys are rappers too. You guys we, retired, uh, huh? Yeah, we're retired, oh, yeah. Mic. <laughs> why, you, why, you, why you hang up your spurs? Because um, it felt like work. Yeah. <laughs> and we weren't getting paid. Yeah. <laughs> the fun had totally gone over. Yeah. <laughs> for me. For fun, me. Yeah, yeah. The fun is out of it, I guess. Yeah. 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 But I, we, were, we were involved in a very small scene in Ireland. Now, mm. the scene now mm. is huge, but at the time it was pretty small. And, you know, you're not making money or anything like that. Not that you do it to make money, but mm. you need time to work. You've got family. You've got kids. Then it's time to go... Uh, Something has to go, you know. Mm. But one what, thing... What we, part of Ireland are you guys in? I'm in a place called Westmeath, which is slap bang in the middle of Ireland. And Alan, you're in... I'm in Kildare, which is about uh, probably 45 minutes from Dublin. I think Dublin is where I went. That's where the sugar 
Sugar Shack is. Sugar Club. Oh, Sugar something. Club, yeah. Sugar Club, yeah, yeah, yeah. I rocked there a few times. That's cool. Brilliant. Yeah. How did you I, find I it? I, I enjoyed myself a great deal there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, is a good time there. Um, but I don't think I've been to other parts of Ireland. Yeah, no, probably I not. Can't speak that, that, that's yeah. the thing about the hip hop scene in Ireland. It's Dublin. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, it's not like Brooklyn has its scene, Queens has its scene, mm. Dublin has its scene, and and, yeah, and that's about sure it. The odd time you might get something in Galway or Limerick, but it's it's pretty much confined to Dublin. Mm. Limerick, Limerick. There's a spot called Limerick out there. Yeah, where yeah. Limerick's yeah. come from. Yeah, well, yeah. I didn't got rapping in Limerick, baby. They got Limericks, and we we yeah. played Limerick. We, we played yeah, Limerick, we've yeah. done some gigs on Limerick. It's good scene, yeah. But um, you know, just uh, talking about writing, and it was uh, something myself and Alan were talking about before, where sometimes you get into that zone and you finish, and you look at the sheet and you go, "Shit, did I write that? Where did that come from?" You know, so it's it's very hard to explain <laughs> though the creative process yeah yeah I, I relate to that you know like i always say i don't you know you probably heard me say various times throughout this conversation glory be to god because i don't write none of this stuff i could mm. never write this stuff i ain't <laughs> yeah. good enough to write none of this stuff you know what i'm saying so yeah. I, I try to stay in touch with god because god got the bars you know what i'm saying i'm happy to be involved yeah is, is that something uh have you always been that religious or is it something that 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 you came to later in life angel or? um I feel like God has always watched over me, you know what I mean? I've, 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 had, I've had faith. I don't really think of myself as a religious person, even though I give, you know, shouts to the religions and mm, there's all different mm. types of, you know, many paths, one truth and mm. all that. But I'm a very spiritual person, you know what I mean? Um, but, um, but yeah, I feel like, you know, I feel like God has always looked out for me and, and, and uh, you know, it did come to... But, you know, as my, you know, as my life continues to evolve, I hope to be closer to God in five years than I am now, you know? So mm. I feel like I've got closer the more, the more, you know, the more that I continue to live and want to get closer, you know? Yeah. Mm. Do you mind me asking, Angel, did you read the Rakim book, Sweat to Technique? I did not read it. Oh, it's it? amazing. When, you, when yeah. you read that, he breaks down his rhyming schemes and how he does things. And it's incredible. Yeah, what about you know, what it is, yeah. Oh, it's, it's absolutely amazing. But I think he, he's similar to yourself where he'll say, you know, I went into a zone or I got spiritual or, you know, something wrote this, but it wasn't me. It was kind of channeled oh, right, through right. me, you know. So read it. You will be so impressed by how good you are. Right up, right up. Yeah, no doubt, man. Uh, thanks for the, uh, thanks for the uh, recommendation. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Angel, let's talk trauma. Mm. Alan got in touch with me during the week and he said, man, you have to check out Trauma by Homeboy Sandman. And honestly, I was absolutely blown away. To get- his, his message was, he put a lot into three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he replied to me with. Which is technically now, under three minutes, you know, because you've got a few bars at the start, you know, yeah. instrumental. But yeah. it was just... It, it actually seemed to me like you could make a whole album out of everything you just mm. touched on there. And I had to keep listening to it on repeat over and over again because it was just mind-blowing, you God know. God is great, man. God is great. Um, wrote that. It was incredible. Glad, 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 glad it had that, that impact on you. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd said it in the in the email to you uh, originally, Angel, that... I, I literally had goosebumps and, and, and that wasn't, that's, that's not bullshit. Like that was, I was literally, it come on random on Spotify and it's like, I got trauma from my mama. It's right at the start. I'm mm-hmm. like, what the, f- oh, hang on. What hip hop song opens up with this? <laughs> and then as it went on and it was literally goosebumps mm-hmm. as I listened to it. And it was again, it was straight back. Back to the start, back to the start. That, um, like I said, you know, that makes me feel very grateful, man. You know, I, I like I said, you know, I, I was reading some, uh, I read some great books, 
you know, this or last year I read uh, this book, uh, Women Who Run With the Wolves. I, I guess this woman, Clarissa Pinkola Estes, there was some mm. psychotherapy background she had and, and put me on some uh, Jung, C.G. Jung. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess Charlie he's like, Jung, yeah. you know, the the the, the rock him of the psycho analysis <laughs> field. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, this, my, 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 my friend also put me on to a more current dude, uh, Gabor Mate. That's the one I wanted to ask you about. I've seen, you know, in in some of the the interviews and the the press release for the album, Glory to God and shout out to to Gabor Mate. What? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Of all people, (laughs) what what made you you give that shout out? Well, my my friend Jenny, who actually is a, um, who spent a lot of time as a social worker in the the UK, in London, Mm. um, she sent me some... uh, some Gabor Mate, you know, just uh, videos, YouTubes. And then my boy Yogs out here in New York was telling me about uh, Hungry Ghosts. And uh, and I also was, was you know, uh, not last year, but the year before, or at the beginning of last year and year before last was dealing with some with some health issues that, I, you know, that I touch on on, on that song. And, um, and uh, it was another Gabor, uh, you know, when the body says no, you know, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of, um, it was just speaking to me, you know, what he was talking about as far as addiction, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, as far as trauma and as far as just un, unresolved, you know, issues, unresolved, you know, and, 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 and just the magnitude of, you, you know, I, I come from, I come from a culture, which is, which is, um, which is very much like, yo, you got to be tough. You know what I mean? You got to, you can't really mm-hmm. be sad no matter mm-hmm. what happens. You know, anything can happen. And it's not, you know, like you could, you could even be, you don't got to be happy. You know what I mean? But you can't let whatever happened to you, you know, keep you from being effective or keep you from, you know, being whatever mm-hmm. master mm-hmm. your domain or, or at mm-hmm. least pretending that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so, you know, for me for a long time, you know, the stuff in that, the stuff in that, you know, and even though, you know, I'll temper all this by saying, you know, I was, I was, open, you know, like, I really, like I say in the song was crazy, you know, um, you know, well, what's the line? I, I can't remember what the line is, but compared to everybody else, you know, this isn't even bad. You know, I think my trauma is pretty benign compared to the trauma I'm surrounded by. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, but it affected me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It affected. It's actually, it's, it's a very common attitude. And I'd see that a lot with, with clients, Angel, where they kind of diminish their own experience. Oh, I know there's a lot worse out there. I know a lot of people are, you know, I've had it even worse to me, but it's all relative. Yeah, it's so relative. A lot of the the stuff you mentioned in the song, like, is going back to, you know, very young, like, you know, four or five, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And, you know, for a child to experience the the, the kind of trauma that you reference. It makes it, it makes it, yeah, it made an impact. I I was able to recognize that there was definitely an impact, you know? Mm -hmm. But I mean, yo, when I put that song out, you know, people reached out to me and told me, some people opened up to me, you know, I got one call from a dude that I know you know, maybe 10 years or so, or, you know, I know for a number of years. And this dude mm-hmm. is always like a real, he's a very, you know, he's always had the energy of, you I'm a very tough dude, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, mm-hmm. and he opened up to me. And then at the end, he told me he had only told one other person in his life this stuff. And it was, you know, so crazy. And, and, and he's not on, he's just the first one that comes to mind because he had, yeah, yeah. I mean, I heard, a, I heard some nightmare stories, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's why, that's why, I, you know, that's, you know, it is important to me to be like, 
you know, it is all relative though. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm, 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 uh, I'm grateful. What, what, what was it like? Well, well, first of all, what, what prompted you, Angel? What, what prompted you to, to put such a the honesty is what it's what struck me because because this isn't hip-hop <laughs> you know hip, hip-hop doesn't talk about things like this as you say hip-hop is very you know it can be very much a toxic masculinity it's very much mm-hmm. hard it's very much street mm-hmm. and then you come with this stuff and it's like I, I've, I've never heard anything like it like, i've never heard anything like this wrapped and i'm just going wow this this is not the hip-hop we grew up with you would you would never hear anything like this. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm growing up. I didn't hear very much of it. You know, even though mm-hmm. I, I, you know, there are there are some other artists out there. You know, I, I rec- you know I've been listening to this cat Decca a lot. Um, he's got a lot of magnificent stuff, and and uh, you know, my boy Sai Martial Law actually put out a joint called something the demons around the same time, and he sent it to me like, yo, I just been on a so there's you know there's other you know I mean I don't feel like I'm the first cat in hip hop to. But but it, it it isn't commonplace at all. No, you know what I mean? Definitely isn't commonplace. Not. And um, you know, the truth is, I mean, if you listen to the record in its entirety, um, it's a record that was really born of a, you know, a transformation, metamorphosis I was going through in my life, you know what I mean? And 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 finally breaking down of of not being able to carry some of the things I need to carry and and Mm. all some of the things I you know I felt like I need to carry my whole life and maybe I did for whatever you know for whatever amount of time but um you know that's that's you know the the last song on the album is a song called straight where I talk about you know I'm straight now like Mm. I'm I'm, I forgive myself for the things I've been through I don't feel ashamed of mistakes I made or whatever has occurred you know Mm -hmm. uh, in my life um but I accept myself and I move forward. And I thought that that was the last, like that is the last song on the album, but I wrote mm-hmm. that song. I actually wrote that, I finished writing that song the same day that I wrote Trauma because, oh. I, but, I, but Trauma is the first song on the album is the last song that I wrote. I actually thought the album was done mm. being written. I hadn't, mm. you know, obviously recorded it yet, but all of it, but I felt like it was finished with the last song straight. Mm. And, um, and I wrote another song to that to that trauma beat, you know. And me, you know, we decided not to put it on the album, you know. But um, but I remember I was driving at the time, and I was driving to my cousin Danny. He's a DJ. My cousin Danny NYC was was spinning, and this instrumental come on of the original thing, and you know, it's just like Rakim said in the book, and it's just like I said earlier, you know what I mean? Like, God was like, "Yo, you didn't even recognize that." You thought the album was done, but the album ain't done. Cause the mm-hmm. and and this this to me like trauma is the is the is the corner. You know, it's the it's the foundation of the album. It, you know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like I, I always mm-hmm. think about it as like I think about you know there was an Indiana Jones movie. I can't remember which one it was, but it started off with him young. I think River Phoenix was playing him. You know what I mean? And it shows mm-hmm. him you know young Indiana Jones acting wild. Mm-hmm. And then you know for the rest of the movie it's Harrison Ford. But just that little. Thing right there kind of you know it's the origin story indiana jones you know it's, mm. it's important for setting the framework mm. you know mm. and and the whole framework of the record wouldn't have been properly set without without trauma you know that even though you know the, the rest of the album is like stuff that's taking place in like the last year or so last couple mm. of years but but it all it all stemmed back to you know stuff i was dealing with all through my whole life you know from when i was younger so and then it just come out it just come mm. out man you know, I was having conversations with, you know, different people. Like I told you, my friend Jenny put me on mm. to, to Gabor and different people about 
because I was dealing with this stuff anyway and I was reading anyway and I started going to therapy anyway, you know what I mean? Like, so all this stuff was in there churning up, but then it was just time, you know, and I, and I pulled over the car and I started writing. Wow. What was the experience of therapy like for you, Ansel? Um, I like therapy. I, I like therapy. Mm. I definitely, you know, I definitely, um, I definitely found it useful, you know? Mm. I had two different therapists and I know with therapy, like, you know, you got to find the right fit, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. My, my first therapist, you know, she was cool. I don't, it was useful just to talk to her that way, you know, yeah, just to, yeah. just to, just to, because there is so many insecurity or self-consciousness, a concern I have when I talk to people about how I'm being perceived for whatever it is I say. Mm, mm. So, so, so just to be able to, and I, I dealt with that with her too, you mm. know what I mean? But, but just to be able to just let it out. And and to hear myself talk through stuff, and and then she was able to give helpful things as well. Like, you know, after I was with her for about three months, and then after afterwards, I looked back and I was kind of thinking, you know, I wonder why she wasn't. Like, I think she was good. I think it was an okay fit. My second one, you know, we wasn't really rocking for that long, even though she was also good. Mm. But I caught, I come to a place, you know, I'm, I'm I thought it was very very useful, and I would definitely recommend it to anybody you know, uh, 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 you know, who feels that they, you know, could use some, some, some help, you know, get into mm-hmm. the source or whatever's going on inside of them or, or breaking things down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what I kind of want to do now, and I'm not at all saying I won't never go back to therapy, but what I'm, mm-hmm. what I, what I would like to do now is I kind of want to foster that type of honesty and openness. Cause here I was talking to people that I don't even know. These people are complete strangers. I mean, yeah. the second one I started rocking with, I had never even met in real life. Cause you know, mm-hmm. it's all this, you know, people oh, yeah, feel like me yeah, and each other the yeah. same. So, 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 and I just think to myself, I do, you know, I am blessed with people that I love, people that love me in my life. Mm. I would like to try to foster this type of openness and honesty with them. That's what I'm working on now, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's why I'm not in therapy still, mm. but I'm trying to, I'm trying to have therapy when I talk to my peoples, you know? Mm. You, you mentioned in, in, in trauma about, um, the kind of issues around women and stuff like that. And um, as a result of everything that happened, um, obviously, did you deliberately or did you specifically seek female therapists? Um, no. Nah, oh, no. actually, that's not true because the first time I went to therapy, they were like, would you like a male or female? Mm, and I definitely, mm. I was like female. Because I, I don't want to, yeah, I don't, I think it's more inter- interesting talking to women than it's talking to men, you know? What's my interest in talking to men? There isn't any. <laughs> but um but 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 my the second one, it just wound up being a being a woman. But um Yeah. But you know, because I asked somebody and you know, if she had recommended a male, I would have looked into a male mm. or whatever. But um yeah, I definitely, you know, I talk about in a song like something about the way I regard you know, males and females, you know, I feel more I just, because I, I have the lyrics in front of me and you, you, and you had yeah. the, the line was solidifying my misogynistic Mr. Uh, demeanor. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, 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 um, I get more, I knew I'd get more excited about therapy if it was a woman I was going and talking to. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm linking up with some woman every week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's... But are, are women traditionally easier to talk to, do you think? For me? Mm. Or, you know, just... I, I mean, I... I mean, I, you know, I, Everybody got their own energy and all that. Like, I got some homeboys that I love. These are my boys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I got some, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed to have, you know, great friends that are men and women, you know. But I definitely learned to regard women primarily as, as sexual partners or potential sexual partners. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it definitely was a barrier 
in when I would meet a woman or even women that I like something would need to something unusual would need to occur for me to meet a woman and and be able to foster something there you know like outside of sexual was it outside of yeah yeah yeah, yeah outside yeah. of you know if 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 there was an attraction there if there was a mm, physical mm, attraction there yeah. you know what i mean mm. um which you know there was there, there were there were there were a lot of women that were amazing people that i wouldn't pay as much attention to cuz i wasn't physically attracted to them yeah, and yeah. there was a lot of women that were amazing people that i wouldn't pay attention to cuz i was paying attention to how physically attracted i was to them yeah. so mm-hmm. either way i was missing out on one or another you know Mm-hmm. I think what um, trauma embodies is pretty much everything we've spoken about on this podcast since we launched it last year. Mm. You guys done one year of the podcast? Uh, we are coming, about coming up. Oh, eight months or so, I think. Yeah, yeah. May, I think. May, I think we're a year, yeah. So. But, um, you know, one of the things that pops up very often is family, the importance of family, the importance of raising a kid. And... You know, you often hear parents saying, oh, I don't know what's wrong with that kid. I don't know. There's something wrong with them. Chances are there's something wrong with them because of the way you brought them up. How do you find out? I mean, I I don't want to blame. You know, I definitely I see what you're saying. You know, the way people are raised, how, how their parents, you know, mold mm-hmm. them, interact with mm-hmm. them, shapes, you know, has potential to shape their behavior to all types of outrageous degrees, you know. Mm-hmm. But 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 then like, you know, saying it's because of how you raised them. Just take it to the next level of it's because of how you was raised and somebody yeah, raised you. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's a circle of blame or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think, but I think I mean, that's nearly the, the opening line of the song, is it? You, you, you got trauma from your mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But my mom, she had, and I say later in the song, my mom had trauma too, so she was only doing her best. Yeah. After, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because my mother's trauma is way, like my mother's trauma, We we've, we I've gotten closer to my mother since the song came out. It was, how, know, how was it received, really, Angel? How was it, you know, and, and you mentioned the stuff where your, your, your dad, the, the woman he was seeing, and this is their well, first I mean, time putting it yeah, out there. On a, on a, on a, on a wider scale, mm. um, I think it was, you know, like on a wider scale of, you know, people that I don't know and strangers. Out into the world. Yeah, mm. I felt a lot of, you know, energy that, 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 that you know, I was very grateful for and very, very, uh, you know, that, that, that it was appreciated and that mm. it was helpful and useful. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I started to get up, you know, and like I said, people would hit me up. I had conversations and I felt like me working through my stuff, you know, uh, uh, you know, seemed like maybe it was was serving as a catalyst for certain people to, 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 to get work. So, so mm-hmm. I was very grateful for that. And that was great. It was also challenging though, with regards to the people close to me, like mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. I had with my father, conversations I had with my mother, conversations I had with, uh, 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 you know, I talk about my life and then the people in my life that I, you know, it was challenging for the, you know, for people I mentioned that song, you know, I mentioned, mm-hmm. you know, the, 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 my first love in that song. I mentioned, you know, like, and and even even for people that 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 weren't mentioned but were close to those environments and are close to knowing you know like are not finding out like you know people who know you know who my next door neighbor was when I was growing up you know what I mean mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and like um you know those those conversations weren't as pleasant you know mm-hmm. a lot of the time but um but I'm grateful for them too because you know I got closer to to to, to some people. You know, like my mother, I got closer to my mother. You know, what was her um, reaction to to the song? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we we got to have some conversations that we've never had before. You know, about mm-hmm. um, why our relationship was the way it was when I was a kid, what she was feeling, 
what I was feeling, how I felt ever since mm. about her childhood. You know what I mean? You know, stuff she was dealing with, continues to deal with. Um, you know, we opened up to we opened up to each other. You know what I mean? And, and um, I kind of feel like, you know, my relationship, you know, with women has been better since since me and my mother have have been, you know, have been have you know, had some of those initial talks and have been talking mm, ever since mm-hmm. because, um, you know, my relationship with my mom, you know, I think, you know, my mom has always loved me. I've always known she loved me. I never doubted that she loved me. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. But, 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 you know, based off some of the stuff I talk about in the record, it's like, you know, you know, what is, what is love worth? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if, if even if somebody loves you, you're not really, you know, you're not really certain how they might, act at any given time, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It kind of might mess with your whole idea of trust, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so it's been healing for me. It's been healing for me to talk to my mom, for real. Mm. Mm-hmm. There, was the, there was that part of Angel that, as you say, you, you knew she loved you, but, you know, for, first lines of the songs, she used to beat you down like the brown bomber. Yeah, she had, she had trauma, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, those yeah, those, those mixed feelings. Those yeah, yeah, yeah. But I always knew she loved that. me. Yeah, I always mm. knew she loved me. But you know, um, I love my mom very much, and I always knew she loved me. But you know, mm. if, if if somebody that you know loves you, and you know loves, you know your mother, you know who's supposed to love you more than anybody in the world, mm. you know, mm-hmm. is capable of whacking you at any time. <laughs> you yeah. don't, you know, you want to stay. It, then you gonna look at everybody like I know yeah. the the top the top primary person in my life. It's somebody I gotta watch out for, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So all of y'all are not even at that level. So I really got yeah. to watch out for y'all, you know. Mm. I, I had a client a few years ago, and uh, you know, again, a very, uh, a very traumatic background, and a lot of physical abuse, a lot of sexual abuse. And I remember, him, I remember him telling me that um, he got into some fight with some guy, and you know, your man, this guy said to him, you know, I'm gonna fucking kill you, man. I'm gonna fucking, you know, I'm gonna kill you. So he went and the client I had went and burnt down his house. For that exact reason, because, well, if the people I grew up with beat the mm. shit out of me like this, then, and this guy tells me he's going to kill me. Yeah. Of course I'm going to believe he's going to kill <laughs> me. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, I got to get him first. Yeah, that's, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense. It's definitely reasonable and rational, you know? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Angel, one of the parts of the song uh, I wanted to ask you about was, uh, you spoke about getting sick in the song and the doctors couldn't figure out why. Could you tell us more about that? Yeah, I have psoriasis. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this yeah. condition. Mm. They call it an autoimmune condition. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, but, I mean, my skin was changing colors and pretty much falling off. It was so funny because, yo, I had psoriasis all over my body. Like, from my feet. It started coming up behind my neck. The only place I didn't have it was my hands and face. Wow. And it was it really got super outrageous in the fall and in the, and in the wintertime. But, it, you know, this was just, this was in the, in the year, because last year was 2020. I finished the record in March, and it started to go away, like, around February 7th. That's when I started moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But, but, but January, December, November, I was doing all touring, November, like, yo. And it was crazy, because, like, nobody knows the trouble I feel, because... Nobody could tell because it was cold out, so I had the rest mm. of my body covered. Mm. But mm-hmm. yo, it was it was a for me it was a nightmare. You know what I mean? Like my skin was falling off. I was itching like yeah. crazy. It was horrific. You know what I mean? Like everything. It was it was my whole mom was was uh, 
I mean, it was it was inconceivable. It was unfathomable to me what was going on. You know yeah. what I mean? Was um, it stress related? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like it was. I feel like it was a lot of stuff related. You know, um, but stress was definitely. You know, I was in a relationship, so there was a lot of stress coming from that. And then there was also a lot of. You know, that relationship forced me. It was one of the major things that forced me to take a look at so much of the other stuff we've been talking about, like you know, my history, upbringing, and also patterns that I. Why do I do these certain types of patterns and you know uh, of behavior? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, man, you know, these, these, these cats can't figure out anything. They told me I was going to have it for the rest of my life. They said, I got to start taking some crazy pills that make my immune system weak. They said that it had nothing to do with diet or anything. They, they just mm-hmm. said, yo, it just happens, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They tried to make me a lifetime customer, tried to get me on some injection <laughs> wow, yeah. for real, babe. Yo, I don't mm-hmm. rock with these cats, babe. That's mm-hmm. me. I don't, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I stepped off, babe. I stepped off and... You know, I changed my diet. I broke up with that girl. You know, I did. A, I did. A, I mean, I did. A, you know, I started dream journaling. I'm doing dream analysis on the site. Mm-hmm. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, I went and had a psychotherapist dream analysis session. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm reading. You know what I mean? I'm not cursing. I'm trying to think of anything I can mm-hmm. do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, here I am. Your February February seventh was was. I was in Las Vegas. I remember because. You know, we were, I was on tour. I was on a tour with Quelle, who did the record. Mm-hmm. And we was on tour out there, and, and I just got a transmission. I stopped watching porno, you know what I'm saying? Like, I did mad. I, I just got a transmission, like, yo, you doing this, you know what I mean? And, wow. and you know, start to start to cut this out, cut this out, and, and really, you know, spend some time. Because it was, a, you know, the whole what have you, the, you know, people not spending as much time with each other, venues being shut down. You know, for me, it was opportune because I was able to do a whole lot of self-work without a whole lot of, without a whole lot of interruption. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, lo and behold, the trauma video, I'm topless. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And, 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 and I don't trust these dudes, man. They don't believe in, you know, they want cats to believe they got the answers for everything. These cats are selling drugs. That's what they try to mm-hmm. hit me with, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Don't get Alan started on that. (laughs) (laughs) Are you familiar? I don't know if you've come across it, uh, Angel. Are you familiar with uh, the ACE score? Have you ever heard of that? Yeah, yeah. I I got a line. um, Me and my aces got a couple aces, but I think we're going to be all right. (laughs) My boy Arigato is mad funny. Shout out to my boy Arigato. He's like, the only pass I ever ace is the aces test. (laughs) That's the only test he ever aced. <laughs> the you know just as you mentioned the autoimmune you know an autoimmune sickness and stuff like that all a lot yeah. of that stuff is hand in hand with trauma with childhood trauma and the A score and the adverse child yeah. we mentioned it on another episode for people just listening uh, the adverse childhood experience and it's and it's yeah. ten questions I think we I think we have it on the episode on trauma mm. and and the health impact in later life is it's it's staggering yeah, um, word the yeah that's that a true correlation. Trauma. Shout yeah. to you for shout to you for highlighting that because that's the real. Yeah. Traditionally in hip hop, Angel, uh, you know you have to be the tough guy, as we spoke about earlier. You know the hard exterior never cry. Is that changing in hip hop lately? You know, can rappers bear their soul more like you did? Do you think? Um, I think so. I mean, you know, like for me, um, I be in my own bubble. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, uh, uh, but I, there's a lot of rappers in this bubble because I get to make friends with you know, people I collaborate with and people that I become, you know, people that I've been fans of a lot of my life. Now I get to speak to sometimes and I kind of can see, um, I kind of can see a trend towards it's okay 
to show some vulnerability. We, mm-hmm. you know, we can mm-hmm. be ourselves out here. You know, people are themselves to varying degrees. I mean, you know, people call me independent, you know, um, or underground rather, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, call me underground when they really ought to call me thundercloud. But but the fact <laughs> is that, that the cats, you know, there's already, there's already, I, th- I think that people that are already have a predisposition to being a little bit more comfortable being themselves are these people that kind of get fringed a little bit, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, that energy is a little more prevalent around me as it is, but even with that energy, you know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing, um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to notice, you know, a change in that energy and a change in that trend, you know, which I think is beautiful. I think it's real important right, because, yeah. you know, the fact is, for me, you know, I was super duper blessed to grow up with my father, which is another thing that separates me from so many people. You know what I mean? Um, but even even having a, a, a you know my hero and my father, I was so affected by all these role models of rappers I was listening to, and, and yeah. you know, uh, and 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 I think it could be real good for you know younger people developing a sense of identity and a sense of self to see some some of their favorite artists being like, yo, this made me uncomfortable. This is something I had to work through. This wasn't particularly fun, so I broke down and cried for two months. You know, whatever. Mm, yeah. yeah, yeah. Who who were the who were the the MCs? Who were the rappers that that you looked up to as, as you were growing up? Then who inspired you? Um, my favorite you rapper when I was growing up was Black Thought or the Roots. Oh, yeah. You know oh, yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> who I love. You know, yeah, yeah. I mean, without question, you know, mm, um, mm. I mean, the best. You know, like I, I say, the best. You know, like, and I've said this on records. To me, the best. There's a few people who are the best. But mm-hmm. when you're the best, you're untouchable. Can't yeah. nobody touch you mm-hmm. and you do something special, can't nobody do, and you got your own magic and mm-hmm. that's you. You know what I'm saying? And you doing it at the top tier elite level. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you know if you're doing the mundane stuff around house and a verse might just pop into your head? For me, it's Webb by The Roots. Oh, yeah. Uh, Incredible. Okay. Yeah, and yeah, I remember yeah. we yeah. went to see them live and it was just Questlove and Black Thought and no lights on the stage, just drummer, MC, and it was incredible. And the ways of sun, reek G's, motherfuckers, I'm a son of a gun. Black mass and any craft under the sun. Talk sharp like a razor blade under the tongue. I love it. The part where he goes, I'm a decorated vet. I'm a decorated vet. I regulate a rep. Never hesitated yet. I'm getting heavyweight to check. If you were dead ass, if I'm dedicated, yes, I spit live rounds at a penetrator vest. Absolutely incredible. You know. There's not many people that can do black thoughts. No, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, I grew up studying the thought. You know, I grew up like I love, I love rap. You know, what I mean, so the thought is, you know, he's the best. You know, yeah. Mm, you, yeah. you mentioned earlier about about not cursing, um, Angel. Uh, Method Man has done the same over the last couple of years. Oh, is that right? Yeah. If you listen to any any Meth's verses over the last few years, he doesn't curse. Uh, apparently, I wasn't he, up on that, man. I yeah. Apparently, that, he was cool. asked to. Um, drop like a 16 on some R&B song or something and he was told he wasn't allowed to curse mm-hmm. so he kind of set himself to target then to, to see if he can see if he can go without cursing so if you listen to any of his any of his verses over the last few years he doesn't curse wow and word up that's fly that's fly yeah that's the math, I, I mean I think I think Black Thought and Meth like Method Man's flow is just he's he just he, I think he's getting better <laughs> oh I, you know I gotta admit to not to not having to not keeping up with 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 new meth as much, I, I need yeah. to admit to that. But um, but obviously, I mean, you know, the charisma coming through the coming through the sound when meth hit, you know, initially. Yeah. Was, uh, Another line you say, Angel, is uh, coming healthy won't happen overnight, and it might even take a lifetime to get better. 
what was it like initially when you went to therapy? Was it tough? Did you feel... I know sometimes people can feel a little bit battered and bruised after it and not as good as they were expecting to feel, but then it's like we compare to going to the gym if you haven't been for a while and your muscles are sore and you're going, ah. But then, you know, after a few days, you start to heal. Did you find that? It definitely took some getting used to, you know? It definitely... um it took me a while, like I said, it took me a while to open up, even though this was a stranger who's like, the whole thing is like, yo, you can tell me you murdered somebody. I'm not allowed to mm, tell anybody, mm, you know mm, what I mean? Mm. Like, um, like, I was, I was, I didn't trust, I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't trust that I could truly say anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Till, till, till like, I started to say some things that I had never said to other people ever as like tests in the waters, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I see that these things, you know, I'm not, I don't feel like I'm being judged because of these things. You know what I mean? I don't feel yeah. like, um, and I feel trust, you know what I mean? And, and, and then I'm able to, and then I was able to, you know, uh, 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 get out stuff, you know, gunk associated with those things that I never yeah. got out. So, so it took a while to build trust up, you know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't really, I didn't really, at first I definitely was like, yeah, this is cool, but I, you know, I don't really, for me, instead of being like, oh man, this is making me feel bad before it makes me feel better. Mm. It was kind of like, I'm not really feeling anything. I don't really, you know, people are hyping this therapy thing up. You know, I don't really get it. It's not really, mm-hmm. I mean, I talked to this woman, but you know, I don't really feel the earth shaking or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. But 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 early on, I wasn't really going all out. I wasn't going all the way with it. So mm-hmm. so uh, the, more, the more I opened up with it, then I started to feel, oh man, this is beneficial. But so it took me a little while so it wasn't like I felt hurt, but I didn't feel anything before I started feeling something. Mm. You said you're kind of opening up a little bit. Was Were they deliberate kind of crumbs you were feeding to test the waters? Or was it just that you started to trust a little bit more, a little bit more? Well, I remember one particular thing when it came up to that I started to to tell, you know, I started to speak about. And... Um, but I was dancing around it a lot, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, I but I, but yeah, yeah. yeah, but yeah, but then I started, you know, I, I, like I take a step toward it, yeah, and and would expect for there to be like some some catastrophe, mm. and you know, and it was safe. Okay, so then I'll mm. dance around a little bit more, take another step toward it, you know what I mean. Mm. But that happened with other things. But this one particular thing I'm thinking about was like, and I couldn't believe, like, I mean, I guess at the first time. You know, at the first time it it come to mind uh, to to share it, if you if you to ask me, yo, are you ever gonna actually co-share this? Mm. Um, I would depend like probably not. I'm not ever gonna really actually just come out and co-share it. But now, since then, I've shared it with people who are not even my therapist, and that yeah. was, you know what I mean. And and um, just one person, you know what mm. I mean. But mm-hmm. but uh, that particular thing, but 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 that's that's big for me, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but because when when we hold on to these things, it, it gives it a lot of power, mm-hmm. because you know you have to consciously check that you're not saying anything or you're not, you know. Whereas when you've you've processed it, you've spoken about it, it's okay to to speak it to someone else because I've put this out in the world. It's it's been received, and I, you know maybe you're a safe person. Maybe I trust you, so I trust that that you'll receive this in the same way. Okay. How's your mental health now? Um, I feel, I feel good. I feel grateful. You know, I feel like my mental health is just as far, you know, you bring up that line, you know, it might take a while, might even take a life. You know, Mm -hmm. I think of myself as a work in progress. You Mm -hmm. know, I feel, I feel, I feel happy that, you know, that I feel, uh, contentment and and soundness and, and, 
satisfaction. Um, you know, around the time I was writing my last record, I wasn't feeling very good, you know, pretty regularly, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so I, you know, if, 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 if the measure of mental health is, you know, contentment and, and gratitude, you know, um, I'm feeling a lot of that now. So I'm very happy about it. But if the measure of, of mental health is, is, um, is having kind of mastered everything you need to work on or, you know, getting over, overcoming everything, mm-hmm. then, then my mental health is, you know, could definitely be better. But I, but I, but I feel like, I feel like, you know, for the first time in my life, these, this past year, you know, past year, months, you know, um, year and a half, you, you know, like I realized that there is something to work on, you know what I mean? And I realized that there, that it's a calm, you know, it's an everyday mm. down to the level of thoughts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Down to the level mm. of interaction mm. with folks. And, and uh, so, so it's definitely a work in progress. And I, and I find out on a regular basis that I stumble here or stumble there, you know, with regards to maybe a reaction or something mm. or a dishonesty mm. in myself or whatever, something, you know, like. Um, you mean to say you're human, Angel, is it? But the funny thing is, yo, that's, that's, just something like that is like that's not yeah. about big, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. You got to be, you yeah. got to be hard, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, that's it. And Alan calls it the Matrix, where you know if you go, if you're going through therapy, or if you start to like yourself, you know, read more about uh, psychotherapy or psychology, do you find yourself looking at different things in different ways? Because I've said it there recently. I'm now watching films going, oh, man, you know, there's problems there. They have, must have this. They're showing signs of this, this, this. Do you find the same yourself, Angel? <laughs> no doubt. Yo, like, I brought up the, the, the Jung to you. After, I, did you, have y'all watched the um the Batman trilogy with, with Christian Bell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, there's all types of stuff in there about the shadow and yeah, initiation. Yeah, the archetypes. Wow. That, yeah, You've yeah, been yeah, reading Carl Jung. You've yeah. been reading Jung, Angel. <laughs> but I never, I never, you know, I never seen none of that. And then, you yeah, know, the, yeah, the, the yeah, talk yeah. that the Joker's having with Two-Face in the hospital. Mm, like, mm. like, I never seen, I never saw any of that, yeah, you know? Yeah. But now, you know, I like, I see it, you know. Uh, so, yeah, it definitely changes the way that that I look at, you know, all types of information I'm processing. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You're in the matrix, you can't get out now. You can't yeah. unsee this. <laughs> yeah, well, 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 Peter's reference, and I'd, I'd always say, I, you know, I'd say to a lot of clients of like, you know, this is the matrix, you know, you take the blue pill, you take the red pill, because, you know, kind of once you go into therapy, once your eyes are open to certain things, you can't go back. Right, right. You, yeah. do, you do start to see things differently and it's not always pleasant mm-hmm. you, know, you know to have your eyes open to these things and sometimes ignorance is bliss yeah true that but we yeah. don't want to be like that cornball cypher sitting there eating the steak drinking the wine talking about make me an actor put me and make me somebody important he's corny he ratted on the team <laughs> <laughs> not like we'll, 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 we'll live in the cruddy shit you know we'll be in the cold we'll be eating the gruel we'll be eating the sludge you know <laughs> <laughs> there'll always be one Joe Pantaliano that wants to be put back in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anything you'd like to touch on Angel Any, anything else you'd like just, to I would like to say you know pleasure is mine Alan Peter and I would definitely also just like to reiterate and I know they give you a hard time. 
because you, <laughs> you, you got the knowledge and all that. I know yeah. it can be overwhelming and all that, but you got the gift to share, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, thanks, man. Um, thank you. But it seemed like you're sharing it. Thank you for sharing it with me. And thank y'all for sharing it through the podcast. It's yeah. good to be here. That's what I said to Peter. I said to Peter, I was like, you know, it cost me about 50 grand to get all this shit and I'm giving it away for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I give away all my secrets on this. I'm like, no one's going to want to come to me because like, I'm just going to listen to your podcast. That ain't going to cost me yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, it'll, come back, it'll come back to you somehow. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I, think, I think if you have something, I, I've always said, if you have the knowledge, I, I think there's a duty. I think there's a higher duty to, to share it mm. you know, for, for the greater good. Absolutely. Angel, uh, how can people find your music? How can people check you out? You know, my, my records is Homeboy Sandman Records. That's where I release it. You know, the truth is, I, if people email me at homeboysandman at gmail.com, I got a special email list that's just a BCC mm. and, I, and, I, and I, I shoot those people joints and we, I've been having conversations with people. It's so cool. Oh, I've wow. it wow. in the past. That's yeah, brilliant. You know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a, I, I did the internet thing for a sec. Mm. It's, you know, I don't connect with it really particularly. So I'm not even. Yeah, I found it hard to find online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took, I took my, I took my, yeah, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I don't, I took my website. I don't have a website. I don't have any of that. Yeah. But you know, if you, if you look for homeboy Sandman records, you know, they be in mm. a lot of different places, but I would say the best way to, 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 to keep in contact with me, if somebody cares to, is to write me an email at homeboy Sandman at gmail.com and mm. be like, yo, you know, I, I heard you chopping it up with Peter and Allen, add me to the thing. And I shoot out an email, you know, once every couple of weeks, maybe two, three weeks. And then I get to build with people for real. It's pretty cool. So oh, that's amazing. It's more of a personal touch than just a tweet every so yeah. often or something. You know what I mean? That's, yeah, that's yeah, fantastic, yeah. Angel. Yeah, I like it, that. I like it. Yeah. Okay, right, Doug, we hope you like what you heard. If you do, give us a rating, subscribe, or leave a comment. Uh, if you think someone you know would benefit from this podcast, by all means, share it with them on your social media pages. It could make a big difference in their lives. We'd love to hear from you, as always. If there's anything you want us to cover or discuss, if you've got a story to tell, we would love to hear from you. Get in touch by email. You can get us on straighttalkingpodcast at gmail.com or you can get us on our website, stmhpodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter at Pod. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram as well. Follow the hashtag stmh. Big shout to Fiona Bryan for the podcast music. He's an amazing producer, amazing beat maker. You can catch him on Facebook at FOB Beats. Every, every week, Angel, Peter throws me under the bus for some words of inspiration or, you know, just some. Or alternative from, inspiration. From my alternative point of view. <laughs> when I have a guest on. I'm 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 let off, so it's oh, yeah. on you. So <laughs> any any words of wisdom you'd like to share? Any any philosophy? Anything you've learned? Anything um, anything you want to put out there? So I, mean, I don't I, have know. to. <laughs> I don't know if I, you might be the man for the job more than more than me. You know, you yeah. got the you got the fifty grand investment popping. But um, Angel, if you listen to previous podcasts and you hear me, you will know I do not. <laughs> <laughs> but I get you know. Uh, there's nothing to be afraid of, you know. I take, I take, I take faith in God. You know, everything ain't easy, but I believe mm-hmm. God run the world. I don't think money run the world. I don't think mm-hmm. the cops run the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think nobody run the world but God. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? That's what I believe, and that helps me out. You don't got to take nothing from nobody, never. That helps me out. That's 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 that's, that's, that's what I believe. Yeah. Straight talk, mental health. Straight talk, mental health. Straight talk.